This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm getting sick of the Dallas Cowboys, thanks to them. I don't see Falcons fans tweeting, why don't you talk about our team? I don't see San Jose Sharks fans writing ESPN, how come you don't talk about our team? Okay, I can't. I just need to and block out the noise. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Heavy on the sports today. Heavy on the talk. Uh, Not on Game Plus television. Live streaming on YouTube and on the radio. Shout out. We already got it in there from Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Radio down there. Noonan. WQEE. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's bring in Darren Moose Dupont. Uh, From the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, we've got a lot to get to in the quick six show topics. They include NHL leftovers from Wednesday. I feel that people are getting a little punchy today. Me too. Last day of my 40. Um, I do want to talk about goalies. I could talk about them every day. Uh, We've got your NFL top five coming up as week 15 kicks off tonight, Thursday night football i got some CFL stuff for you. I learned something about the Atlanta Hawks last night that makes me feel a lot better about them. Uh, and the Raptors were on the court last night in a lot of randoms. Coming up today, Matt Sikaris from uh, Sikaris and Price in Vancouver. We're going to get the dirty details on the Canucks. Sam Cosentino for a World Junior Hockey Program in Canada's NFL expert, Jim Lang, will be with us uh, there coming up in hour two. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, please? Um, and I wanted to bring you in before I get to number one. There were only three games in the NHL last night. A lot easier for a squirrel like me to get my mind around. But I'm very excited that we are now a nationally ranked hockey podcast in Canada. That's not easy to do. You would think that, oh, there's a million podcasts in Canada. Well, there are a million podcasts in Canada. It's like being named the top 100 comedians of all time. Do you remember when they put that out? It came out during yeah. the uh, pen. Remember when we were talking about that? And I'm like, oh, big deal being in the top 100. You start adding up all the comedians of all time, being in the top 100 is a big deal. And being nationally ranked for us as a hockey podcast in Canada is a big deal. Now you, I say this as respectfully as I can, you're quite excited that we're number one in another country. You want to tell the viewers about that and listeners? Yeah, I think it's really cool. We are the number one hockey podcast in El Salvador. Of all places. So ring the bell on that if you're looking for it. Let's go. (laughs) I actually think we're the only one. 
We might be the only hockey podcast in El Salvador. Somebody there is listening to our show, so that's cool. Moose has brought that up like at, well, now four times. Three on your own, and I just brought this up. I know you're excited about that. And hey, guys, don't dislocate your shoulder by patting yourself on the back for being the number one hockey podcast in El Salvador. I'm not impressed by it. I will be when we're the number one hockey podcast in the world. It's a little like handing out a trophy for being the tallest midget in the circus. To me, not that big a deal. But (laughs) it is. Number one is nice somewhere. Okay, Jordan, can you hit the horn again? And then now we'll get serious, please. And thank you. And I'm staying out of the comments. So if you're trying to write at me, don't, because I'm not reading them right now. It's me and Moose's time right now. In St. Paul, Minnesota, Wednesday, Frederick Gaudreau scored twice, including a long-distance empty netter. And Matt Dumba notched his third goal of the year as the Minnesota Wild beat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1 on Wednesday night. Yes, Minnesota, not looking back. I said two weeks ago that that was the turning point in their season, and now they're beating everybody. In in Ottawa, Shane Pinto, Drake Batherson, and Brady Kachuk scored in Ottawa's three-goal second period, and the Senators held on. For their third straight win, 3-2 over Montreal, Alex Dabrinkit had three assists as Ottawa won for the seventh time in 10 games. So they're trending up. Cam Talbot got the winning goal. For the Habs, Kirby Doc and Christian Dvorak scored in the third period. They've lost five of their last eight. Sam Montembo was in goal for the Habs. And the only other game was in Calgary, where we're going to spend a little more time on. Andre Kuzmenko scored the only goal of the shootout, and Vancouver got its sixth straight road win, beating Calgary 4-3. You heard it right. Vancouver's won six in a row on the road, and that's supposed to be the hardest place to play. Bo Horvat scored in regulation for the Canucks, one of their three goal scorers. Nils Hoglander had two assists. Spencer Martin stopped 35 shots to improve to 9-3-1. and one. On the flip side, the Flames have lost four in a row. Michael Backlund, Andrew Mangiapane, and Trevor Lewis scored for the Flames. They're now 6-1-1 one, and one in their last eight at home. Dylan Dubé had two assists, and Jacob Markstrom finished with 24 saves. There's more, but I don't know where to go on this one. The Canucks fans are alive, and they're writing in specifically Kevin the Medium, his son uh, Jake. Can I just say this, Darren? I've been thinking, because you... Wouldn't have a problem, you've said it, if we got into the uh, rumor mill and so forth. And I know that's the currency of guys like Darren Dreger and Bobby Margarita and Elliot Friedman. I get, I get there's a market for that. But just yesterday, the, the young Canucks fan, Jake, was saying, who gets traded first, Horvat or Besser? Well, wait a minute. Why are you trading them at all? They've won six in a row on the road. Like, I don't. They have an identity crisis there in Vancouver. What do you think? Absolutely. They have an identity crisis. They don't know which way to go. You know, are you selling assets and trying to rebuild and, you know, retool this group to get better? Or are you a good team and trying to add some pieces? They don't know where they are. So I think it's far too early to make those decisions. And one day the Canucks fans are talking about trading because Bo Bo Horvat's not talking about his contract and hasn't re-signed, and you don't want him to walk away to free agency for nothing. Um, But on the other hand, you've won six in a row on the road, and your team's looking like a pretty good hockey team. So, you know, I would just chill until we get into January, and if you're still in the conversation, then we can start having those conversations. I'm open to it when it's time. Fair? Because, again, I, yeah. 
I'm, uh, a, believe it or not, a people pleaser by nature, but I, you can't please everybody. I've said it many times, as Ricky Nelson sings, you got to please yourself. Um, and for those that, you know, I think I say it daily, but for those that say, oh, the CFL talk's boring, oh, the junior hockey talk, you lose me, well, then don't watch, because that's me. That's what's made me, and it's the Rod Peterson show. So there's that. Again, I'm staying out of the comments. They don't listen too well. <laughs> they don't listen to. I'm staying out of the comments because this is me and Moose's time. Um, before we go any further, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Capital Automall has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and, of course, the state of California. It's day 13 of our jersey bracket. And today, these, uh, these are Darren coming up with these. Toronto and Ottawa are the reverse retros, and those are the jerseys right there. And I would ask you, Darren and the viewers, who's the first person you think of when you look at either? It, for me, it's a slam dunk. It's not even close. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the first person I think of is Sil Apps. Hell yeah. So you know, I went back and looked, and he played 11 seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 1930s and 40s. Don't at me with how I know that. The first name that popped into my head was Sil Apps. We all know I'm old. There's further proof. And as far as Ottawa goes, didn't they just wear that last night? Is that not what they wear every night? <laughs> There's nothing special about that <laughs> Ottawa jersey. In my mind, and Daniel Alfredson is the guy that I think of when I saw it. Of course, the greatest senator yeah. of all time. Uh, who are you voting for, and who do you think of when you see those jerseys? I'm pretty similar. I'll vote for Toronto. I think the flip of those, we're kind of going back to the late 90s, early 2000s, when they would play in those playoff series. So I think of Matt Sundin and Daniel Alfredson um, on either side when I think of those jerseys playing against each other in those playoffs. Not Sil Apps? Not Johnny Bauer? I don't go back that far. Johnny Bauer, I would maybe think of, because I've, I've read a few books, okay. more books with him than Silaps. The Pride of Prince Albert, which, by the way, there is a bronze statue of him in the rink in Prince Albert, the AHC. Hey, here's something you need to know, everybody. I cannot thank you enough. We are now, what did Morgan say today, 4 p.m. Friday, Central Time. They'll be making the draw for the 50-50, so we're just over 24 hours away. And in true Saskatchewan form, we're right at the line. We're right at that line. Not quite there yet, but with a big push. And I'm not, this is not a sales job, Darren. As you know, it's the truth. I can't say how close they yeah. are, but they are very close. So if you have not bought your ticket, please do it now. Telemiracle5050.com. It's a 50-50 and you could be taking home, well, I can, I can guarantee you, over $50,000, but it's always a huge push. Please be part of it if you haven't already. Telemiracle5050.com. Do it right now, and you have to be 19 years of age or over and physically in the province of Saskatchewan to do it, and the proceeds going to the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan that makes people's lives better every single day in the wonderful province of Saskatchewan. Thank you. 24 hours left to do it. Uh, moving on, I don't know why this came into my head today. I feel like it's a bit of a God shot, but I literally have no idea why I was thinking about it, but it was who will Canada's goalies be at the world cup? This is the type of question that you would see on ESPN, but related to football and the NFL, which incidentally, this is the second straight day that they've gone on about Micah Parsons trash talking 
Jalen Hurts on a podcast. I'm like, you guys, I just can't say enough. Like enough, man. I I had to finally turn turn the channel. But for me, this would be a topic that Canadians and hockey fans, I think, could sink their teeth in. Gosh knows I could. And I've said this all along. For those that watch this show and have for a long time, I'm not moving off who I think it should be. It's who I think are the two best Canadian goalies, period. It's not a long list. Kata Hot in Philadelphia, he's not bad. It's just his team's terrible. And then Carey Price in Montreal, who is the best Canadian goalie right now. He's carried the mail for the last decade in all international competitions for our country. Yes, he's physically and mentally rehabbing right now, but he's coming back. I've been in discussions with his recovery team. He's coming back. They are figuring that it'll be the greatest comeback in the history of sports. Forget the NHL. So for me, it's Carter Hart and Carey Price. But I'd like to know what everybody else's opinion is on that. Yeah, I, I'd be very curious. You know, Carey Price would be interesting. I think he would get, I don't want to say grandfathered in as, as a goaltender. If he wants to play and he's playing and he's healthy and he's in a spot, I think he would be playing. Um, he's earned it. Carter Hart. And then you look at who's having good years, right? I mean, you're right. It's not a long list. Like, I'm trying to look at some of the numbers. And, I mean, Carter Hart jumps off the page. Um, Tristan Jari would be in the conversation, I'm sure, from Pittsburgh. He's got them, in, I think, into your top five now, um, playing really well. Matt Murray's played really well in Toronto and kind of revitalized his career. But when you think of guys like Matt Murray and Tristan Jari, does Team Canada jump off the page to you? It doesn't because they haven't really been there at the highest level. I mean, maybe World Juniors, but not at this level. So you're right. It's, It's a thin list. And... You know, Marc-Andre Fleury is a name that probably is higher on that list than a goaltender of his age should be. But we're pretty thin at that spot, I think, right now. Well, uh, you, about 10 minutes after I did, went to NHL.com and looked at the stats for the goalies. There's no Canadians in the top three of anything. Saves, save percentage, goals against average, wins. They're all Russians, Swedes. How did this happen? I know. But it's not new. Kelly, Rudy, and I have been having this talk for the last 10, 15 years. I don't get it. (laughs) You would think Canada, we're the richest nation in producing hockey players, and we can't produce goalies mass production. I don't get it, and that ain't my job to figure it out. But I'm saying right now, Carey Price and Kata Hot. And I'll be watching Tristan Jari live tonight with Pittsburgh, and we'll see. But he's got a lot of room, as far as I'm concerned, to grow to catch those two other guys who have incidentally represented the country in international competitions before. Uh, regarding those jerseys, viewer Paul Jefferson says, Dave Keon is who he thinks of with that Leafs jersey. John Ohm says, Johnny Bauer. John William Bauer, nicknamed the China Wall, was a Canadian Hockey Hall of Fame goalie who won four Stanley Cups during his career with the Toronto Maple Leafs. How about that? How about uh, John has this uncanny ability to make you believe that it's him that's writing this. He's stealing it from somewhere. And I'm afraid to ask whether it's Wikipedia or the Hockey Hall of Fame website. I don't know, but he's always got the goods. Uh, Jenna checking in from uh, Southern California. She, she says some good wins last night, keeping my Sabres alive in the wild card race. Buffalo's at Colorado tonight. 12 games in the NHL. We'll talk about those a little later. 
We got our CFL news coming up, a little uh, NBA talk, some dub hub. But I won't make anybody wait any longer, Darren. I asked you to have your NFL top five ready to go as we enter week five, kicking off tonight with Thursday Night Football, 49ers, Seahawks. Who are your NFL top five in 60 seconds? Number five, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They won four in a row, and they're putting up points, 25, 54, 28, and 40 points in the last four games. Chiefs are number four. They got the number two scoring offense. They're first on third down, but they've only won. Five of their wins have been by one possession or less. That's why they're not higher. They're not blowing teams out. Ahead of the Chiefs are the 49ers in third. They've won six in a row, and they haven't allowed more than 17 points in a game since the middle of October. Like Their defense is really good in um, San Fran. Number two, the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won seven of their last eight against the toughest part of their schedule. They beat the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Browns. Their Jamar Chase is back for the last two weeks. They're rolling. And number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're 12 and one, number one offense, number one pass D. Um, they've ruled everybody and they're starting to flex their muscles. Looking forward, Rod, Christmas Eve will be the biggest test for Philadelphia when they play the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, baby. One, Philadelphia. Two, Cincinnati. Three, San Francisco. Four, Kansas City. Five, Dallas. Got it. Nice work. We'll talk about that and more. We've got some CFL items to get to. More NFL, NBA, whatever you want to talk about, I will Open the viewer comments next. On the way, Matt Sakaris, by the way, Jim Lang and Sammy Costantino. It is the RP Show. We're live on YouTube, on the streams today, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. The slightest of apologies only for throwing so much at you in the opening segment. And it's actually a good thing because the show does not drag. (laughs) As we bring in the moose, the show 
does not drag. Uh, Darren, it moves very fast. Um, as we've said before, it's designed that way. We can talk about many sports from many locations for as long as you want. Um, but my point is, there's a lot of topics on the table, right? Um, there is. Yeah, so Jake Hughes, Canucks fan, living in Calgary, number one, says, Matt Sakaris, did I hear that right? You did, from Sakaris and Price. Vancouver. We'll get your Canucks talk and maybe a little BC Lions. Uh, Jake goes on to say starting goalies for Team Canada. Flower, Hart, Blackwood. Um, no wrong answers, obviously, and that World Cup isn't for at least another year, year and a half. So we, you know, who knows who's going to be playing well by then. And I really hope politics doesn't necessarily enter into it at that time. But Mackenzie Blackwood, I'm not sure that he's earned it. Carter Hart I'm not sure he has earned it either. Flower, three Stanley Cups, played at the World Juniors, has not been on Canada's roster at the Olympics, Marc-Andre Fleury, for whatever reason, I don't know. And the other thing was uh, our jersey poll today, um, uh, Leafs retro and Ottawa retro, and we're asking who you think of when you look at those jerseys, and Ted and Redger says that old Leafs jersey, Harold Ballard. He thinks of, uh, you know, the jersey makes him think of a former owner, and I get it too. Whatever comes to mind, that's what's fun about this, and we ask for the audience participation. And uh, just one more, Landon, watching on YouTube, says, Hey, Rod, would you guys ever make clips of the show and post them on the YouTube channel? I think you could benefit from it, and we would sure enjoy it. We do that, don't we? I don't know. That's not my deal. Bingo! We yeah, have, check it out. There, we, we de- yeah, we definitely throw clips up. We don't throw a lot of clips up. We throw different clips on YouTube, different ones on Twitter, different ones on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on all the platforms to get a different yeah. experience on each one. And that's kind of the idea. Uh, you'll find all our stuff. Alan Hordell, who is a goalie aficionado, something like myself, writes back, writes in and says, flower and price is the only answer. Simple. Um, yeah, well, again, I, I, there's no bigger Marc-Andre Fleury fan than me, but he has stubbed his toe on international competition. Dare I say the 2003 world juniors? Uh, and why do I remember that? Well, we all remember it 20 years later, but we're a long ways. We're a long ways removed from the days where Canada was choosing between Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, Ed Belfour, Curtis Joseph, Roberto Loango, you know, who all could yeah. have stepped up and, and been a starting goaltender. And that was just the, the top of the list. You know, just because you were having a good year, you didn't even get into the conversation because those guys had it anchored down for years. We're a long way from that. Well... Maybe that's why we didn't develop goalies back then. We just thought it was handled. And it was yeah. handled f- for a really long time. And now it's not. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says Jordan Bennington is having a comeback year. Should be in the discussion. Richmond Hill, Ontario product, I would say he's in the discussion. And you remember the last Olympics. I don't think Canada even had a, a camp. We can have a camp to decide this. Can we say, let's bring the three best and see who outplays each other? 
in the camp of the pre-tournament games before we make a decision? I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Randy in Winnipeg says Flurry might not even be playing in 2025. That's true. Um, regarding those jerseys, my cousin Christine writes in in medicine hat, and she says, Ken Dryden? What about him? You remember Ken Dryden's Montreal Canadiens lighting those jerseys on fire? Is that what you remember? <laughs> because, uh, I mean, I guess there's no wrong answers. You look at a Leafs jersey and you think of Ken Dryden, that would probably be all I would think of. Is you remember Ken Dryden's Montreal Canadiens kicking the crap out of them all the time. Anyways, there's your topics. Uh, some of them, I'm still moving. Wayne in Victoria, BC says, by the way, this is why this is the fastest two hours on TV. And I think he's right. It does move fast. We throw a lot of stuff at you. Uh, I've been doing this a long time. I know it works. Obligatory Canadian Football League stuff. I was, if you want to know what's going on in the CFL, where do you go, Darren? Where do you go? If you wanted to know you go, right now, what's the hottest thing? Yeah, you go to three down. I yes. go to three down to find out what's going on. And that's what I did. And I went to three down nation. Top two articles right there, right now, is that the BC Lions will know sooner than later, according to their head coach, Rick Campbell, whether Nathan Rourke is coming back in 2023 or not. The most outstanding Canadian in the CFL, WestJet, as I like to call him. Clearly, they'd like to be able to plan. Let's be honest, their fortunes are entirely tied to Nathan Rourke. That's a fact. You know, what were they, 8-0, eight 8-1 oh, eight with him? Then he gets hurt, can't win a game, for the most part. Yeah. Shoot, he returned in the playoffs, and they couldn't win without with him. So the fortunes of the BC Lions hinge on their quarterback, which incidentally, welcome to pro football, who's doesn't, unless your name's San Francisco 49ers. But <laughs> there is some also talk about that Saskatchewan offensive coordinator, Kelly Jeffrey, and what he thinks his team's capable of. So I'll get to that. But just on the Nathan Rourke thing, I'm, I'm not hanging on every word of his NFL tour I guess he's worked out for the Colts the Jaguars the Raiders I think the Vikings I'm kind of uh the wake me up when it's over thing tell me where he signs and then we'll go I could see why the BC Lions and their fans are hanging on every word of it I'm just not how about you yeah I'm following it for sure and, and curious to see where he ends up and hopefully it's in a spot where he's gonna have an opportunity to to play and have some success maybe fight to win a backup job in the National Football League. Um, he's not going to win a starting job in the NFL right away. But no. um, when it comes to the Lions, yeah, that's going to be a, a huge hole. And Vernon Adams Jr. is a fine quarterback. And, you know, they'll be able to win games with him. I don't have a doubt about that. But will they be the same team? No. They also lost Brian Burnham to retirement. And forget about production. Let's leadership in the locker room. Now you've lost two big anchors on that offense, right? In your quarterback. And, and your veteran leader, and who's been your star receiver for a decade in, in Burnham. So that's a, that's a big hole, that one-two punch to fill. They have to reestablish that. So the sooner they know about Nathan Rourke, the better it'll be for the organization, and they can get into training camp with a brand-new mindset and let Vernon Adams try and set a new culture on that offense. But, yeah, it will be different. It'll be an adjustment. Uh, the... 
a mandated thing that the CFL does. They f- make every team announce 10 players on their negotiation list yearly. And I guess uh, BC's, from what I saw, 10 of them were quarterbacks. So it sounds like they're planning on moving on from Nathan Rourke. And good for them, by the way, for letting him out of his contract. Some teams wouldn't. I've seen it. Good for them for doing it. Walking back for a second, couple things. Uh, thank you, Jake, BC Lions fan. We'll take all BC Lions fans and Canucks fans. We need more of them where we air in BC on Channel 924 and Alberta on TELUS. Jake says, I, do you think Bo Levi would consider the Lions? Warmer, covered stadium, playing in a big city. I think Bo would consider all options. He'd be dumb if he didn't, which actually will take us into our next comment, by the way, after this on those Canadian goalies topic regarding Jordan Bennington, if he would be in the conversation. Ted in Winnipeg says, Bennington's having a terrible year. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Have you watched the highlights? Have you seen the score sheets? And uh, Landon MacArthur says he would get kicked out of international play very quick. He's got a Stanley Cup. A lot of guys don't. I was just saying this to a guy this morning regarding business, being a self-starter, whether it's your goalie, your quarterback, whomever. You'd rather have to rein a guy in because he's got too much fire or gal yeah. than poke him in the ass with a sharp stick to get him going every day. I know what I'd rather have. And for that reason, I think Bennington uh, would be in the conversation. But regarding this, I said, what's, top, what's popping in the CFL? At 3downnation.com right now, they quote the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Kelly Jeffrey, who was just announced as such on Tuesday officially. I don't know if you saw the quote, but he said he thinks that the Rough Riders with Cody Fajardo are capable of winning the Grey Cup. That Cody Fajardo has the ability. What did he say? The toughness, the intelligence. We could win a Grey Cup with Cody Fajardo. And maybe I'm reading this somewhat jaded, but I'm sitting there going, did you want to tell your coach and GM who have lit him on fire and sent him out of town? It just smacks to me of they are nowhere near on the same page with anything of what's going on there. The offensive coordinator says we could win. And that's, I mean, I didn't watch the news conference. I'm just looking at the quotes. Why would you say that? Unless it was just a rhetorical thing. But I mean, that bridge, similar to Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas, Fajardo and the Riders, it is in flames, dude. What are you taking a fire hose to it now? It seems very disjointed to me. You? It is. It's very disjointed. I mean, unless there's conversations going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but we just, you know, heard from Craig Dickinson who mentioned that they're going to bring some veterans into camp and and let the best person win the job, right? And that's what we got out of that. There's no mention of Fajardo being that guy or or being somebody that you want to give another shot to. But for Kelly Jeffries, you know, I I like the answer in, in terms of believing in your guy, if he's going to be the guy or keeping the door open to potentially bringing him back. And you know what? I think he could have more success with Cody Fajardo and get him back to where he was. Look at Jason Moss from an outsider's perspective, watching this as a football guy and what I observed from interactions on the sidelines and how they operated that offense. Jason Moss and Cody Fajardo were not on the same page. Cody Fajardo was not the quarterback Jason Moss wanted. He didn't have the skill set that suited what Jason Moss was trying to do on offense. It didn't mesh. Kelly Jeffrey seems like a guy who would look at Cody 
and try and tailor an offense to fit his skills. Even if he doesn't think it's the best offense he can put together, he would do what's best for the guys that he has. At least that's what I get in conversations, not knowing the guy. So can he do a better job with Cody? Probably, but he might never get that opportunity because, as you mentioned, there's no relationship there right now. Everybody is saying they've moved on. So when I saw the highlight or the headline, I was like, what? It just proved to me that nobody's on the same page in that organization. It's what more evidence do you need? Anyways, one last point. I want to say this in theaters. Now landmark cinemas, violent night. Moose gives it one and a half stars. I'll be watching it this weekend when a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage. The team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus, played by David Harbour, is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Violent night. That's a violent night. In theaters now, Landmark Cinemas. Check it out. Tell us what you think. Moose says, don't take the kids. We'll see, see you later on in hour two, Darren. You bet. Matt Sikaris next. It's the RP Show, Game Plus Television. YouTube Live on the streams, your favorite podcast platform at WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. RP Show continues a wonderful Thursday. 12 NHL games tonight, including the Pittsburgh Penguins here in Florida taking on the Panthers. Can't wait to see that one. Thursday night football kicks off week 15, 49ers at Seahawks. We're going to be talking NHL and CFL with our next guest. One half of Sikaris and Price out of Vancouver, Matt Sikaris. Uh, Matt, Merry Christmas, my friend. Great to see you. Can we jump right into the Vancouver Canucks discussion? Shootout win at Calgary last night. Six in a row on the road. What is this team thinking its future might be here over the next couple months? Well, we can jump into it only after I wish you a very happy birthday, Rod. I understand we've got a big one coming up here. So happy birthday. I hope you have a great time down there in South Florida. Um, Thank you. The Vancouver Canucks are a team that can score a lot of goals. And because they can score a lot of goals, there are nights where they can be quite competitive. And we saw that last night against the Calgary Flames. They had an 0-5-2 start, a second straight year where just a wretched start puts them way behind the eight ball early on in October. And they've done a pretty game job of fighting their way out of that hole. Um, They've been pretty good night to night. Now they got shut out uh, Saturday at home against Minnesota for the first time this year, but they've been a pretty good team night to night and scoring goals. They're one of the better power plays in the league. And on the nights where they get some semblance of defense or goaltending, they can be very competitive in the NHL, particularly in a Western conference, Roddy, that let's face it, this is not the best top to bottom conference, right? Like you have four teams at the bottom of the West, Anaheim, Chicago, uh, San Jose, and Arizona that are in deep rebuilds here and, and should be for the most part two automatic points when you face them. And, and really when you take a look at it, that, middle class of the NHL's West hasn't exactly um, looked as strong as even it did last year. So um, look, uh, the Canucks have big trouble here with Thatcher Demko still going to miss about another month. 
their starting goaltender. The goaltending has not been good at all this year. But uh, after that win in Calgary last night, they're they're right there fighting and scrapping for the final playoff spot. Well, you mentioned a wretched start. It was the worst, as you know, in franchise history. doesn't seem like it was that long ago J.T. Miller was apologizing for himself and everybody else uh, after the games. Where where did it turn around? Is there a spot you can pinpoint? Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, context matters. And that first road trip, I believe, uh, there was the second straight year where they started with a six-game road trip. So what became clear was away from home. Uh, they were going to struggle. The other thing that we should mention about this Canucks team this year is they they truly have fattened up on some of the lesser lights in the National Hockey League. Um, this is a team that has looked good against bad teams and not so good uh, against some of the better teams in the National Hockey League. So, you know, they were able to turn it around sort of the later part of October. And uh, really, when you get rid of that 05 and 2 start, and take a look at the NHL standings. Um, you know that's not too bad. Thirteen eight and thirteen eight and one since then, Rod. So you know, all things considered, that's pretty game. That's pretty healthy. Well, I would assume there's no trade talk. We've got Canucks fans here. Oh, one of your biggest buddy. fans, JQs. Well, I would hope they they are not. Why would they be talking about it with this team on a run right now? Well, um, they. Uh, they did this last year. They kept all their players and hoped to make a desperate push for the playoffs in the final quarter of the season. They fell short. Uh, at some point, this franchise does need to add some of those younger players on the cheap entry level contracts. Rod, they uh, have one of the thinnest prospect pipelines in the National Hockey League. They have made very few draft picks uh, over the last decade, despite the fact that they weren't necessarily a cup contending team. But Horvat is a free agent. It very much looks right now and things can change, but it very much looks like right now that he's going to test free agency and move on to greener pastures. So there is a pretty significant trade ship there and a settlement that would look good with any contending club. Uh, Saskatchewan boy Luke uh, Luke Shen has been fantastic uh, for them, really rehabilitated and, and relaunched his career here. He's a UFA as well, a player who oozes character and has a big market around the NHL because he's playing on such a a good salary. And then their first year Russian rookie, uh, the winger, Andre Kuzmenko, who was the European free agent that every team was chasing this past summer. He's on an entry level deal. Uh, his agent has already said they're going to test free agency. And why wouldn't you when you could have 31, 32 teams bidding for the services of a mid 20s player uh, without the restrictions of the entry level salary this time around? So you've got some pretty significant trade ships there. And that's not even mentioning Brock Besser, whose agent has already been empowered to go out and find a deal. So, yeah, there could be quite a few changes of foot here for the Vancouver Canucks, despite a, a stated goal of trying to make the playoffs again this year. I'm glad to have you on and explain this. And thank you, Clark, for lining it up. I'm enjoying this immensely. Uh, but I have to say this. Grey Cup's not the same without you, Matt. Oh. It ain't. And and I got to ask you, I'm sure, it killed, I'm sure it killed you not to be there, man. Um, it was a lot of fun there. But the BC Lions weren't there. No. I would love your take on the Nathan Rourke situation and if this franchise's fortunes are directly tied to him. But if he signs in the NFL, do they go south or can they keep the ship afloat? Yeah, yeah. so the glass half full view would be that, look, that was a fantastic defense last year from the British Columbia Alliance. Ryan Phillips, their defensive coordinator, did a heck of a job. Their secondary was extraordinary, filled with CFL veterans who really know how to play the game. In fact, reminded me a little bit 
of some of the terrific secondaries that Winnipeg had rolled out there uh, in their back-to-back Grey Cup years. Um, so the defense was championship worthy last year. Now, Vernon Adams, he may well be the quarterback who's just good enough to get you, Rod, that he can get you to a certain level, but he can't get you over the top. Went to a couple of the home games late in the season against Ottawa and Winnipeg where Adams looked fantastic right out of the shoot, making plays with his arm and with his feet. Of course, he's got to do, he's got to do, he's got to bring both of those elements uh, to the table. And then there were games where, VA and the offense were a total outage for the Leos. So, you know, he's 29 years old. Uh, quarterbacks do peak a little bit later. You wonder if Vernon Adams has maybe figured out the game at this stage or will figure out the game as an entrenched starter uh, with the Lions if Nathan Work does move on. And I do think Nathan Work will move on. You also wonder whether the co general managers, and they were just re signed yesterday Rick Campbell, the head coach, and Neil McAvoy, who's been a longtime personnel guy here. Um, whether they get active on the trade or free agent market uh, with the with the, with established Canadian Football League quarterbacks this offseason. So uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that this can go. Uh, I heard your preamble there. They will absolutely miss Brian Burnham in the passing game. He's been such a security blanket, so tough, so willing to go over the middle, take the hit to make the big catch for the first down or for the touchdown. Of course, his highlight reel, few have a highlight reel as impressive as Brian Burnham. So, uh, but the receiver group was pretty good last year too. So this is a, a pretty good football team. I'm not sure it's a complete football team. And you're right. So much as always, we'll pivot on the quarterback and how productive he is, uh, whether that's Vernon Adams or somebody else. Well, they're on the rise. That's all you can ask. Hey, a shout out for Securus and Price, if you don't mind. Tell our people where they can find you because between yourself, Winnipeg Sports Talk and a few others. Yeah. There's some great stuff being put out there every day. Tell them where they can catch yours. Yeah, absolutely, Rod. Uh, a kinship here uh, amongst us, independent grassroots media. Thank you for the opportunity. Secaresomeprice.com. We do a, a daily podcast. We also do uh, a daily pre- and post-game podcast, a rink-wide podcast with our colleagues, Jeff Patterson and Andrew Wadden. And uh, yeah, they want to follow. They can follow along at Secares- They can follow along at Price on Twitter and Price. Dot com to listen to episodes. It's awesome seeing you. Awesome hearing from you, buddy. I miss you. We'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Yep. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday again, Rod. Be well. Thank you, buddy. The wonderful Matt Sakaris joining us from Vancouver. We'll be back with a sports update, some dub uh, results and talk, and viewer takeover. On the way, Jim Lang and Sammy Costantino. It is the RP show. No television today, Game Plus, but we are live streaming on YouTube and the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Glad to have you aboard, everybody. We got some banging viewer comments I'm going to get to here in a second, but I will jump into a sports update in a moment. And I'll tell you again, we're pretty excited just this week. Nationally ranked as a hockey podcast in Canada. Not easy to do. Good work for the entire IKS crew, RP show staff, and uh, you, the viewers and listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, From last night, the Regina Pats battled back from three goals down in the Western Hockey League to to beat the visiting Spokane Chiefs 4-3 in the Brand Center. It was Spokane's first visit to the Queen City since October of 2018. 
In Lethbridge, Chase Pauls and Cole Shepard both recorded a goal and a helper as the Hurricanes won their fifth in a row, beating the Edmonton Oil Kings 4-1. In Everett, Jackson Berezowski scored two goals. Everett held off a Tri-City rally to win 5-3. In Prince Albert, Shane Smith scored what proved to be the winner as Medicine Hat Edge PA 3-2. In Swifty, Andrew Crystal had two goals and two assists as Kelowna defeated Swift Current 5-2 at the Iplex. And in Victoria, Jaden Lipinski recorded two goals and a helper as Vancouver topped Victoria 5-3. This sports update is for the Kinsman Telemiracle 47 online 50-50 raffle. If you enjoy what we do here, everybody, would you go over there? And purchase your tickets today. We have just over 24 hours until the deadline, till the actual draw. Telemiracle5050.com. I was on it yesterday. It's working great. Buy your tickets and support the wonderful work of the Kinsman Foundation and help out our partners. Uh, where do I start? Uh, Sam Costantino next hour and Jim Lang talking NFL, NHL, World Juniors. David writes in. He is in Winnipeg. He says, I've been busy this week. Why are you not on Game Plus TV? Not my deal. We were preempted. But he goes on to say, I'm now watching you on YouTube. Glad I found you. 49ers fan here. Even without Jimmy Garoppolo, I like San Fran as a serious Super Bowl contender. They have it all. McCaffrey on O, an incredible D. I am not a betting man, but if I was, I would lay some money down on San Francisco. We'll talk about that next hour with Jimmy Lang. How about that? Canada's foremost NFL expert. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us right here in the studio. So Serena was on here yesterday doubling down on her comments on Connor Bedard and how his defensive play lapsed, and that was why he was benched at the World Juniors last year. Ryan Thomas writes in, a former Regina Pats captain, says, Roddy, I know you know better. Why do you agree with Serena with her assessment of Bedard at the World Juniors? She does realize he was only 16 and still put up eight points. There's only been a handful of players that make Team Canada at 16. Check out their stats. McDavid, four points. Crosby, five points. Spezza, two points. Lindros, four points. Okay, Tommy. Number one, what do you know about offense? You played in the league at 16. Who was your coach? What was he telling you about defensive play? I'm going to tell you right now, next week, we'll be airing our World Junior Special, and we've got Peter Labardius on talking about it. Sam Cosentino. Who else, Clark? Well, Serena again. Obviously, Moose. Brent Kissio, thank you, from Hockey Canada. We're going to be talking about all this next week. And I do not, you know, spoiler alert. The reason Connor Bedard was benched, and he was benched. Nobody would say it. She said it, right? Nobody would even admit that he I didn't want to admit it. I thought he was hurt why he wasn't playing. No, it was because of a lack of a commitment to the D zone. You're talking about points. They're not. He was a defensive liability when it mattered the most, and that's why he was benched. So... Last minute of play in hour one. And, I mean, man, people only going to hear what they want to hear. But when I have NHL scouts texting me going, you know, she's right. What more do you want? I would say take it up with her. (laughs) But she's not on Twitter. Uh, From John in Edmonton, Rod and Moose, what do you think is wrong with the Edmonton Oil Kings this season? Uh, They lost all their good players. 
Bingo! <laughs> right? Their WHL championship squad. Oh, Christine, my cousin Christine. She says Raptors lost a close one. I meant to mention this. De'Aaron Fox had 27 points and 10 assists. And Sacramento held on to beat the Raptors 124-123 last night. My Orlando Hawks. My Orlando. In Orlando, my Atlanta Hawks lost 135-126. But I just discovered they're in a rebuild. All is forgiven. Sammy and Jim next hour. Stick around. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.